Dan's Drive-In Double Feature presents The Last Slumber Party Minute, a minute-by-minute podcast covering Steven Tyler's The Last Slumber Party, copyright 1988. Your host, Daniel R. Budnick. You can call him Dan. Now, listen to this. Episode 14, Minute 14. If you remember... Th- oh, I'm Dan, by the way, everyone. Uh, how you doing? Welcome back to the show. If you remember the end of the last minute, uh, the nurse was... Talked briefly to the sleeping uh, orderly at the bus stop. They're waiting for the bus. And she got up and she seems to be contemplating... Well, l- listen to the minute. <laughs> Nurse, lady, oh boy, Mm-mm. this isn't going well. Uh, she spends about the first half of the minute kind of taking down, uh, decide, making her decision, taking down her hair and kind of fluffing her hair out and checking her makeup. And then our killer appears with the with the surgical mask on and, and in the scrubs and everything, and he's holding up the scalpel. And at one point, right before he gives her a slash in the face there, he, he kind of does like a huh with it, like he's going to get you. But then he actually, when he actually does it, he raises his arm in the air and brings it down. And you see her face sort of out of focus. And there's blood flying around in a strange fashion. And, uh-oh, is she going to be okay? That's not very nice. I I guess, um, yeah, he, he recognizes her and he went after her. Made, made her his first uh, pick uh, rather than Dr. Sick. Lur. But, uh, so... Yeah, what do we have in this moment? Well, we, we, we got basically, it's 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 night, it's very blue. Uh, there is, and, and again, since it's, it, it is, I, did I say this in the last one? I forget. If it is June 21st or whenever, this means it's uh, probably like 9 o'clock or, or later than that. If it's this dark, the sun's completely gone. And it's great because when she gets up and she kind of walks, she kind of walks a little bit, she goes completely out of focus completely out of focus if it is a video camera it was probably having trouble in the low lighting if it was a film camera and i don't think it is um we were having the, uh, the focus puller would have been slightly off but um eh, you know it's all it all fits in it's all part of the charm and yes she does make the decision that she only lives once she's going to let her hair down and a Apparently, go to Doctor Sickler's house and crash the uh, slumber party uh, with him there. I mean, that doesn't with a wife there. Doesn't that seem like a horrible idea? I mean, does it, I mean there are bad ideas and there are bad ideas. 
and this is in the latter category, I believe. It just seems like a, a just a not a not a rotten idea. I mean, because we, we all have our dreams, and we do all only live once. Uh, that's why you're listening to this podcast. It it just seems like it seems like she's too easily influenced. You know, she was with her friend, and um, provided he'd be there. Oh no, not with him. You should. Oh, you've never. It's never stopped you before. I like I like how the one nurse says that. What does that mean? Gosh, there's so much backstory to this nurse that we are never going to learn. I mean, just this, just these, just a minute or so when she was with Doctor Sickler, minute and a half or so when she was with Doctor Sickler, and then just this like minute and a half with her here, we learn so much, but so little of it is concrete, which is too bad. But I, yeah, as a grown up, I have never crashed uh, teenagers, high schoolers, um, slumber parties. Maybe I'll start now. That is not an admission of guilt. Just, you only live once. I did, <clears throat> I'm going to, because there isn't really much that happens in this in this minute. Uh, it's, it, most of it is just her kind of wandering around and then in the first half and then the second half going, who, what, what are you doing? What are you doing? Slash. So, <clears throat> I'm just going to tell very briefly, and you may have heard this story before. I'm going to tell the story of um, uh, Matt Garrity's party back in, I think it's our junior year of high school. So it would have been, I think first half of 1990 at some point. I want to say it was maybe, or maybe it was late 1989. It was, oh, it was, um, it was within a week or two. So it was, I think it was maybe in like November or it was within a week or two of Rush's album Presto being released in late 1989. Because I remember when I got there, they were playing Presto. And I said, oh, the new Rush album. And and this this one guy who I didn't particularly like was like, yeah, you listen to Rush. Uh, yeah, yeah. What's your favorite song on the album? And I said, well, uh, so far, I've only heard, I only got it the other day, but so far my favorite song is the last one, Available Light. And he paused, looked at me and went, yeah, I really like that one too. I don't know, I guess he thought I was going to say Show Don't Tell, which was the one that had the video. But um, myself and my friends Eric, Nick, and Jason, at that time we didn't drink. We weren't sanctimonious about it, we just didn't drink. Um, but this was a party where we, we a lot of folks were there. I, I want to say it may have been after homecoming. And Matt's place was the place we used to go to to build the float in his driveway. We'd have like a, two weeks after school. We'd go and we'd build the float. And that was the year, yeah, where I was the home, uh, or not the home, the I guess like the representative, the, the male representative myself. I believe Bridget White was her name. Um, I think was the the lady, and and it was the two of us sort of sat on a thing, and it was like we're your junior representatives. I'm I'm a dope. Hey, enjoy me. Look, look at me. I'm I'm some uh, jackball just sitting here on this, in this car. Um, uh, so what was I talking about? Oh yeah, the party. Matt had done something to annoy us. I don't remember what it was. So we uh, we we wanted to kind of fool with them when they were getting drunk, and we kind of did a little bit. But um, what happened is we left, and the party was yeah it was like midnight. The party was still going. It was going to go all night. His parents were gone for like a week. I don't know if it was going to be a week long party, um, but and most of the folks that were drunk, we were not. We left. We got into I think it was Eric's car, and uh, I want to say he had like a jeep or something, or or he was borrowing a jeep. I remember us being in a jeep of some kind. Um, but we we got in the car and we said ah that was okay 
you know, I got to screw around here with this person, you know, and, and hide this and do, you know, this, that, and the other thing. And then Nick said, well, I got this. And he held up Matt's house keys. <gasps> Does he have an alarm system? Not that I know of. All right. So what we did was, so what we did was, we came back at six in the morning. Broke in. Uh, we went, uh, he had a keyboard, big keyboard in his room. He was out, out cold in his bed. He had a big uh, keyboard and we stole it. And we took a couple other things, put them in the car. We took all the chairs in his house, not the couches, but we took all and such, but all the chairs and we put them all out in the backyard. At one point he got up and he was standing at the top of his steps going, um, and he saw, I forget which one of us he saw, it wasn't me. And he apparently had like a knife, like a Boy Scout knife. Who's down there? And whoever it was he saw was like, oh, go back to bed, man. It's just me. It's just me. You remember? You, you remember? It's something like, you remember? I stayed here. I'm just taking off. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. Talk to you later. Lock the door. Sure, no problem. And he went back in. And it was great because what we did was uh, we sat down and we watched an episode of Muppet Babies. And then we made him breakfast and put it on the table. Uh, covered it up, you know, but uh, made him some breakfast. I think some eggs and toast and, and things like that. A glass of orange juice. And we left. And um, we we almost got in a lot of trouble. We almost got in a lot of trouble because apparently he woke up, saw his keyboard was gone, like an hour or two later, freaked, went downstairs, saw all the chairs are gone, super freaked, went for the phone, and then saw the breakfast on the table, then saw the chairs out in the back, and then he was like, and I vaguely remember you being there a couple hours before, to who, whichever one of us it was, and uh, and we all he almost called the cops on us. We didn't even think that far ahead. We we weren't even drunk, but it was great though. It was great the day we broke into Matt's house and we stole his prized possessions. And we brought them all back and put all his chairs outside. Uh, I don't know if that's a good story anymore. That was a great story when I was a kid. I think what's even uh, what's a better story is. It's a much quicker story. Is one day we passed a construction site, and so we took, um, uh, we took uh, um, a bunch of a uh, bunch of cones and like one of those um, like standing things that has the flashing like orange or yellow light on top. And what we did was his house was sort of like one way you would get to his house is there was kind of like a rising curve on a hill, and then when you rounded the curve, his house was like the second one in. And what we did was, at a decent point, uh, this was like one in the morning, uh, at a decent point, um, halfway, uh, uh, sort of around the curve, we set up the light thing, and then we set up the cones every certain amount of feet, so that basically what would happen is, you go around the corner, go alongside the cones, and the cones led you right up into his driveway. It was empty. His parents were out again. Uh, but, but, and, and so he, 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 and we left, and we, and we left, and we, and so, I remember that because he we got a call from him the next morning. And he was like, I was just sitting there. I was sleeping because his bedroom was right facing the driveway. And he said, I was sleeping and all of a sudden there were lights in, in the in the headlights in the driveway. And I thought, are my parents home? And I heard someone beeping. And then I looked out there. I was like, what the hell? There was like a car in my driveway trying to back up. And there was another one behind that. And it was just like, what the hell is going on? So I went out there and I saw the cones and I thought, you, uh, I never figured out what he did with the cones. Mm. But 
Suffice to say, that's not really anything to do with Last Slumber Party, except those are high school party-related shenanigans, which is what we are going to be getting into in the next few minutes. The nurse, we've got a little bit more time with the nurse, and we may actually meet that sleeping guy on the bench, but hold on tight. There's another minute of Last Slumber Party minute. Another minute of Last Slumber Party minute coming your way, but first, this. <laughs> <laughs> 